0: Welcome to the podcast, to Good Healthcare. Get ready to dive into conversations with nuanced leaders on healthcare technology. You'll hear all about the ideas, opportunities, and innovations we have to help clinicians around the world transform patient care. Today, privacy and security. We all have a basic human right to privacy. And as an employer, Nuance has a critical job to do when it comes to when, how, and for what purpose personal information is handled. So in honor of Data Privacy Week, which is January 22nd through January 28th, we're joining the international effort to create awareness about the importance of respecting privacy and safeguarding data. Today, I'm joined by Jean Liu, our Vice President and Chief Privacy Officer. Leslie Nielsen, Chief Information Security Officer, and Omar Suna, Vice President of Business Development for our DAX line of business. Thank you all so much for being here. It's great to be here, Karen.
1: Thanks so much, Karen. Glad to be here. Yeah, thank you for having us.
0: So let's start with security. Leslie, it's it's a really scary world out there when it comes to hackers and everything that we read about. Can you talk to us a little bit about how many cyber attacks we have each and every day right here at Nuance?
1: The numbers are kind of scary when you look at them at face. Uh, it, there are times when we're getting a hundred to a thousand of attacks per second. There's so many bots and other things on the internet, and people trying to pull information from the company to see if they can take it and then exploit it even further. Uh, you know, on the email side, uh, I, I'm sure a lot of people like me they would rather get fewer emails. Uh, I will uh, tell people they can rest assured in this. There are over one. 0.5 billion emails sent to this company a year and less than 20% of them actually make it to the end user because 80% of them are attacks, spam, fraud, etc. And uh, our robust se- cybersecurity infrastructure around email and other things actually blocks, filters them out and shuts them down. So uh, we we are a target as pretty much anybody on the Internet is. Uh, I, I even say, you know, on the Internet, there are no good neighborhoods. If you're on the, ne- the Internet, you're kind of living in a bad neighborhood.
0: Interesting. Would you say that our company is more of a target than other companies or, or what are your thoughts on that?
1: You know, there have been things that have happened over the years that have made us, you know, uh, more attractive to hackers, so to speak. Uh, As we've grown in recognition, you know, when our stock price has gone up, et cetera, people know that if they can do something to our company, be it a ransomware attack or something that we would be more likely to pay or have, you know, deeper pockets or more coffers to pay from. Uh, Also putting Microsoft's name on our little castle. Has made us more of a target. We went from pre-acquisition announcement last year. We were tracking 17 uh, nation-state and uh, cyber mafia actors that were attacking the company. Now we have over 70 that we track actively. So again, being on the internet, you're always going to be a target. But the fact that we have healthcare data, that we have critical, you know, business infrastructure that needs to happen uh, at, you know all kinds of times, you know, be it in hospitals, et cetera, definitely makes us a target because they think if they can get a foothold and get in, that they could either make us pay a ransom or extort us in some other way.
0: Wow. And I read recently that, um, $4.35 million is actually the average cost of a data breach. And that's according to Microsoft, which you mentioned. Um, what are your thoughts on that figure?
1: The the tangible, uh, especially when it comes down to a ransomware attack, becomes the amount that is either paid or the amount it takes to recover if you don't pay. Uh, and by no means am I recommending any any company that you know runs into it pays, uh, but there are so many intangibles. You know, there's brand damage, reputational damage. There are so many other things. P- uh, candidly, you know, good talent leaving the company to find other places because of the stress that's induced. It's really hard. But 4.3 million uh, that seem, seems like a fair average. Uh, there are some cybersecurity incidents globally that have cost the world trillions of dollars in cost and productivity just in a matter of
2: minutes.
0: That's unreal. So if any anyone's wondering why we're talking about this now, so 2 years ago the National Cybersecurity Alliance actually expanded Data Privacy Day into Data Privacy Week because our data is that important. So Jean, what about the privacy topic? Can you talk to us a little bit about how privacy differs from security here at
3: Nuance and why should employees even care? That is a great question, Karen. And It is very similar, but there are some key differences between privacy versus security. Privacy is really rooted in the law, the rights that we have. And in our particular case for the healthcare division at Nuance, the privacy law is HIPAA. I'm sure everyone has heard of HIPAA. With HIPAA being our main law that we have to comply with, we have many programs that support compliance with HIPAA. And I think to answer your question, Karen, the the real main difference between privacy and security is that privacy is about what you should access or view or process as opposed to what you can. I think security would say, and I don't wanna speak for you, Leslie, but creating ways in which the data cannot be accessed versus there's a lot of different jobs here at Nuance that require us to access PHI protected health information and if your job requires you to do it then you should but if it doesn't then don't so privacy is about the should you versus the can you right right and and you mentioned HIPAA
0: i think i think mo- most everyone's aware of that now and that that's really important i'd love to bring Omar into the mix here Um, and talk about one of our solutions here in the healthcare business, and that's the Dragon Ambient Experience, or DAX. It's definitely one of the latest and greatest technologies that we're going to market with. So can we talk a little bit from your perspective, Omar, about what we're doing here at the company to keep the product and our customers' information safe, and and how how do you deal with this topic when you're going and, and trying to sell this to the market?
2: Yeah, and it's actually been fantastic to see the market uh, reception to DAX and their interest in it. I would say, Karen, we spend a lot of time during the sales process working with customers, addressing kind of their top of mind questions around privacy and security. We know it's very important for our customers, and as they're vetting out the solution, as well as vetting out kind of nuances approach to how we're thinking about uh, managing uh, customer data, that we tend to go deep into the details around our technology, kind of understanding, you know. What technology investments have we made? For example, high trust certification within our infrastructure, but also customers ask us around our processes, trying to understand how we as a company are approaching privacy and security and um, and evaluating us as a partner. This is all actually understandable and it's a big part of, of how customers are buying today, investing in technology, because a lot of healthcare organizations are big targets themselves. Our customers are also big targets to cybersecurity uh, attacks and incidents. So it's top of mind for our customers. We have um, we invest heavily to make sure that they understand how serious nuances around this topic. We know it's a priority for them um, and address it in multiple fronts, from a technology perspective, from a process perspective, as well as from a people perspective, explain to them as well what we're doing as an organization to make sure that our people are um, educated on the matter and, and will take privacy and security as well as handling of patient data uh, very seriously.
0: Yes. And I, I've talked to physicians myself about DAX, just going to different appointments I have. And I had one of my doctors say to me once, oh, I don't know if I would do that. I don't know about AI. I don't know how secure it is. How would you respond if you got that answer from someone that you were trying to sell DAX to?
2: Yeah, I mean, number one, I would say that we specifically also through hosting DAX in Microsoft Azure, there's just a tremendous unmatched level of investment in the infrastructure security that we have hosting our solution within Azure Cloud, as well as you know our dedication, how we're designing solutions with security in mind. It's part of our design principles and have the right certification, like a high trust certification behind it. The other big aspect here is um, is around how we as an organization feel our role and responsibility are to our customers in handling the data and that uh, that comes across in as i mentioned in the investment in training and coaching our employees as well as in the our processes uh, that are aimed to make sure that we're protecting uh, patient data that we're handling as we deliver the service to our customers big part of our job is understanding what are uh, what's key for our customer success? And security is key for our customer success. We have structured processes. Uh, for example, uh, during the DAX sales cycle, uh, there's a tech discovery processes where we ask the customer to bring in their security experts into the call to help educate them around our solution and our safeguards and our approach to security with DAX. Um, So this is part of our evolution, especially as we continue to bring new innovative technology to market, to make sure that we fully understand what's top of mind today for our customers and security and privacy is. And we lean into this and we take a proactive approach during the sales process.
0: So, Leslie, this must be music to your ears. Can you tell us a little bit more about what you do behind the scenes?
1: Absolutely. We have over 100 dedicated cybersecurity professionals, uh, and effectively, we, we have two teams. One is focused on business controls, run policy standards, the things that we need to do to make sure people are informed properly and know how to go about their business. And then we have our technical controls teams. Those are the people that work with our engineers to make sure that we're developing secure software as well as running and maintaining it in production for our customers. Uh, We identify issues. We protect our clients and our employees' data. We detect any potential issues that happen. We respond to those issues. And then we work to recover if there's any uh, you know, necessity around that, if there's been any type of uh, incident whatsoever with it. We have a very good, dedicated security operations and intelligence team that proactively monitors, threat hunts, uh, is going through our network and listening to uh, outside intelligence feeds, both from Microsoft and other places. And the, the brilliant part is now we have Microsoft as an even better partner now, and you know we have we over 100 dedicated people here at Nuance, Microsoft has over 10,000 so that we can make sure we maintain the most up-to-date and robust cybersecurity defense.
0: That is excellent. So I know that, you know, we have this robust privacy and security program here at Nuance, not only because there are laws, but clearly, as Omar was talking about, there are customer expectations. So Jean, can you talk to me a little
3: bit more about your function and what you do in the privacy area? We have many lawyers as well as other privacy professionals who support all of the compliance activities. But with respect to customer and customer expectations, we do in fact have a team of lawyers who help interface with our customers at contracting, working with our sales personnel, making sure that we're answering customer questions from the get-go. I love working here at Nuance and now part of Microsoft, in that we really do proactively engage the customer with regard to our privacy practices, because we know that they will want to know. And so we get out front and make sure that they understand we have a robust program here, that we have qualified, highly skilled professionals that look after the data that our customers are entrusting to us. But with that said, every single one of us here at Nuance is responsible for making sure that that information that our customer has entrusted to us is protected. Privacy is about the should. Should you access the data? Should you use it? Should you transfer it? And those questions, as a rule of thumb, can be answered by, well, does your job require you to access that information? And if the answer is no, then do not. But if it's yes, access only the minimum amount of it needed to achieve your job objective. And those are sort of the rule of thumb things that I always tell people when they ask me or when in fact I am working on a project myself. So I think those are the things that can help you as an employee really empower yourself as well as the company to achieve everything that we've set out to achieve. Um, each one of us every day, it, it's an important thing for us to remember. This is information that is given to us from our customer. But even more importantly, it's information about patients. And that patient could be you or me or your mom or another friend or family member. And how would we want someone else to access that information? Would, would right. it feel... Right? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, that's great to, he- to keep in mind. And the should example, mm-hmm. I think that's mm-hmm. a really, really good one, something people can remember. Should I
3: do that? Um, yeah. And if there's any questions, they can always reach out to privacy at nuance.com. And that's my team. And we can help guide you. Um, and if there's any um, issues that come up from that, we can certainly, you know, help in providing additional training. Um, it's its never a punishment to have more training. It's really about educating and making sure that we're all together on the understanding of what is the law, but as well as our customers' expectations.
0: So we, we were talking a lot today about customers' information staying private and secure, but what about we as employees? I mean, how do we know that our information is secure?
1: We have a mission statement within cybersecurity, and it's to ensure the safety and security of all employees and clients. And it's physical security and it's data security. It's ensuring that everything is top notch. Uh, We care and we are very passionate about what we do. Uh, We take all data and all safety at the same level and we protect it 24 by seven, both from a physical and a cybersecurity side. Uh, We have protections in place uh, against any intrusion uh, and anything that you know could happen, we have a very, very mature program. Uh, we consume uh, both on the technical control side a great deal of you know the Microsoft product, our multi-factor authentication, our data loss prevention, et cetera, uh, and on the business control side, we have very mature policies. We have uh, ISO certifications as well as the SOC two certification, et cetera, around the data and uh, the data centers that house things.
0: Very good. So if an employee is made aware that a customer's private data or information is put at risk, what should that employee do? They
3: should reach out to either their manager or if it's something they would like to report individually, they can. We have a security report line um, that Leslie's team manages, as well as a privacy report line that my team manages. And uh, rest assured that if you report something, it will be reviewed, and we will make sure that we come to a good resolution on it.
0: And for anyone who needs it, that phone number is 866-384-4277. That's 866-384-4277.
1: Yeah, I'll just say absolutely. And uh, just like there's a privacy at Nuance.com, there is a security at Nuance.com. Uh, if you have any challenges, please absolutely report them. Uh, if you see a su- suspicious email uh, up in the you know, top right corner of e- either your browser, depending on how you're consuming email or the Outlook client, there's a little thing that says report fish, And uh, you can just click on that suspicious email, it'll instantly send it off, isolate it and the security operations team will take a look at it. So we are always here for you.
0: And then last but not least, what is something simple that any of us can do to take charge of our privacy and protect our own data?
1: Multi-factor authentication. This is on the personal side, right? Your bank accounts and other things that you have almost every bank and uh if you're at one that doesn't have it then you might want to look for a different bank but they'll, they'll have it so so that they send you a text message to your phone to validate your you know you're there etc multi-factor authentication is one of the best things you can do to protect yourself and keep other people from getting access to your data to your financial records and and to your money uh, the other thing and it's just i mean it does come down to common sense If something seems too good to be true, it probably is. And that's the the nature of spam and the other things and the frauds that go on uh, in emails. Uh, You know, look through stuff, see if it makes sense. If it doesn't make sense, just delete it, get rid of it. Uh, Even to the point of if you get an email and it says, hey, you know, there's this great thing and it has an unsubscribe button, don't unsubscribe from it, just send it to spam. Uh, Any interaction Mm -hmm. you do with something, is potentially giving up information about yourself.
0: I did not know that. A lot of times, I'll go into my Yahoo or my Gmail and I'll click the unsubscribe because I'm so tired of getting the emails. So, thank you. I just learned something. Yeah, and
1: it's and and, and Karen, it, it's okay if it's something like uh, I'll I, I I buy Under Armour shoes, so mm-hmm. on occasion I get you know marketing emails from Under Armour, but I signed up for that and I know that if I no longer want to receive them. I can simply unsubscribe, but I also get a ton of other emails that are like, Hey, you know this, you, you won the Southwest airlines flight and stuff like that. If you don't want to be on here, hit unsubscribe. You don't want to interact with those emails. You simply want to spam because if you interact with the email in any way, they could potentially get information about you.
0: Wow. What about changing passwords? I mean, how frequently should people be doing that on both work and personal email?
1: So the best thing to do, number one, is use some type of password manager, right? Because we all have just a ton of passwords out there. I, I'm I, I'm not going to tell anybody to go buy a specific thing. What I will say is all of us have phones, et cetera, that have them built in. I typically go to the default and use what I'm used to. I'm used to using my phone. I know my phone's going to always be with me because I use it for multi-factor. Uh, use what's built in and you can even use the password generator within it to make sure you have good passwords and the password manager will also tell you if they're not good or if you're reusing uh or if you know one's old and has potentially been exposed Uh, the second rule of thumb I, i typically go to the smoke detector rule If every year when the time changes, you're supposed to go check your smoke detector batteries. The retail season, when you're having the most interaction with your online accounts, that's a good time to change your password. Uh, And it's what I tell my friends and family. So uh, as you're going about your online accounts and shopping, et cetera, take a moment and uh, just go in and do a quick update and save it in your password manager.
0: This is really great. This is so helpful and interesting. Omar, any any last words from you from the business side?
2: No, I would say that um, you know it's greatly appreciated by our customers, our focus on security and privacy. That shows with the level of investment customers are doing in our technology, especially in index.
0: Well, this has been really great. I want to say thank you, Gene, Leslie, and Omar for joining us today. Thanks so much. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning into our To Good Healthcare podcast. If you enjoyed it, definitely share it with your colleagues and be sure to hit the like button below the player. You can also add a comment with your thoughts to continue the discussion. And I'd love to get your ideas for future episode topics. So please add those in the comment section as well. Thank you again and I'll catch you next time.